Breaking it down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Kathy Ransom is the author of the book, Ransom Notes. And and it's and if you're just joining us, it has nothing to do with kidnapping or anything, unless uh, it's saving you from your soul or your your thoughts or your negativity, kidnapping you from positive thoughts and spiritual thoughts. That's, that's the only connection there. It's just, but it connects nicely with her name, and she's managed to brand this uh, name ransom notes uh, to everything positive. You can't find anything negative in there, and if there is a negative, you know, at the end of it, it, it there's a spiritual outcome that cures all of those those negative vibes and everything else. But she is wonderful. She can plant an acorn and grow it into an oak tree within 15 minutes. Uh, watch, you'll see. Uh, Kathy Ransom, how are you? I am just fine, Frank. It's uh, only in the 70s today here in Illinois, and we've been having it in the high 90s. So uh, when I was out a little bit this morning, I was almost chilly. But I had to get gas today because it was down to $3.95 a gallon. And I don't know what yours is, but uh, ours has been in the mid $4.40, $4.50, someplace in there. So... The, the chink skate in me dashed right out, and I only needed a half a tank. But it, it's always fun to catch a bargain. Yeah, well, that's not cheapskate. That's that's being practical and frugal. Uh, there's a lot better <coughs> things to do with your money than uh, than put it in the gas tank. Uh, we're, uh, you know, we're uh, roughly, I guess, averaging at this point. Um, I don't know four four dollars and forty cents, or I saw it somewhere for four dollars and eleven cents, which is uh, which is pretty good, uh, I think. But and, and by the way, you mentioned your uh, your weather being in the seventies. I'm seventy eight right now. I'm uh, I'm I'm looking at the thermometer right now. It's seventy eight degrees and it's overcast. It's it's funny where I'm on Long Island, New York, and um and, and you're in Springfield, Illinois, and we could have you know similar. You know, similar weather sometimes. It's it's funny how the Lord works. And I'm 15, well, by car, I'm 15 hours and 40 minutes away from you. How about that? Well, and we're we're overcast here also, and I would guess the 78 is about right. I don't know exactly how high it is. By the way, I, do you know one thing? This is a really serious question, Frank. You know me and my serious questions. <clears throat> sure. Do you know one? Do you know one thing that cats? cannot taste one thing that cats cannot taste taste t t a s t e taste um let me see uh, i i'm just be guessing wait uh, it i it's got to be all right well seafood there's seafood cat food there's uh there's beef there's chicken what is oh, can they not taste pork they cannot taste sweet things Ooh. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is. You know, maybe that's why the cat never liked to lick my finger. Probably thought I was too sweet. <laughs> I don't know. I'm that? just being silly. Yeah, I know. I know that. uh, it's interesting. Well, I, and, and probably you've lived at least 50 years without knowing that cats can't taste sweet things. And you've survived. So it is not. But t- today, just to be a little more serious, and, and, and now I am being serious, uh, I, I want us to just think about the word kindness. When um, 
it, it seems to me sometimes in this world today, that word is uh, a difficult one to understand. When you hear that word, what comes to your mind, the word kindness? You know, there's, there's this expression, uh, random acts of kindness. And, you know, I, I love that. And, you know, kindness to me is doing something positive or, or treating somebody in a positive way that has no effect on your life. And in other words, somebody that you may never see again, a, 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 an attendant at a, uh, at a ball game and just being nice and being friendly and uh, to them, uh, or when somebody needs, looks like they need a friend, they need something to, for you to be there. And then on the, you know, on the bigger picture, on the bigger picture, uh, it, it being kind is, is understanding uh, to be in, in so many, so many words to be Christ-like, right? Christ, uh, think about it. Christ-like to, to not be judgmental, to, uh, to be there when somebody really needs a pick-me-up is, is to be kind. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's it's a word that we don't examine, uh, you know, well enough uh, or or enough. But uh, it, it's a great word. It's a great question. It's, a, you know, I think you said, uh, you know, somewhere you've used the term umbrella word, you know, where you use, uh, you know, a, a, you know, a word. And it means uh, so many things, and there's things that fall under it, or other words that fall underneath it. Uh, kindness is a great word to talk about. Well, I think that is true. I think it is a great word, and we probably tend to be kind to those we love, and there, we certainly should be. I mean, I, I would hope that you didn't go around poking the eyes out of your kids. You should be loving them and be kind, and I'm being silly. Of course you don't do that but it but it's it's sort of expected that we'll be kind to those that we are well acquainted with that are friends or that have been already kind to us and we return a kindness or it, sometimes and, and all of that is great but that's the easy part of kindness it seems to me that the more difficult part is to be kind to someone first on the on the not real difficult level that that we don't really know, but it's an opportunity to uh, open the door for somebody uh, that they're coming through and their hands are full of stuff, and so you open the door for them, and and it was kind of you, and they probably will say thank you, hopefully, but then you raise the level of that kindness, and the kindness begins to say, if I do this thing, I'm I'm going to not be able to do something I wanted to do, if I stop to take. Uh, someone to the doctor because they don't have transportation. I, I need to be kind and do that, but that means I don't get to play golf today. Now, now the kindness stretches just a little bit, and you have to work on it a little bit more to be kind. And then I think there's a maybe even a third level, and I'm not trying to be that definitive about kindness, but I just think it is an umbrella. I think your word umbrella was a wonderful idea for the kindness. And that is when somebody really maybe doesn't even deserve the kindness or they are an outcast or they're uh, smelly or they're poor or they're on the wrong side of town or the wrong whatever. And yet 
you blink and you say, this person needs a bit of kindness. And, and I share only because I think it illustrates it. We have lots of homeless people who, uh, and or people who stand at corners of our major streets with their cup out, in a, in a sense, requesting donations. And I think many of us are a little skeptical about some of those. But the other day, I was driving and I was stopped at the stoplight and I noticed that at this particular light, there was a woman probably in her mid-30s, 40s, somewhere in that age, that looked very, very ill. She was holding her, she was leaning against the light post, the, the stoplight post that was right there. You could tell that she was in pain. You could tell that she couldn't go out and get a job, probably at least maybe at some time, but at this moment she certainly wasn't able to, or else she was an extraordinarily good actress. And I thought, Catherine, she needs a bit of help. And I quickly reached in my purse and I handed her a donation. That was that, that took just a little different kind of thinking than when you help somebody uh, push their wheelchair down the, the street or across. And we have lots of places here at Concordia where we live in a senior living area where people do need some kinds of kindness. But this week, I... I had a chance to really even look at the word kindness in a in a in an extraordinarily different way out of the scripture. Do you remember hearing about King David in the Bible? Yes. And when he was young, what what, what do you sort of remember about David as a youth? As uh, well, you, you always remember David versus Goliath, right? And uh, yeah, the, the I was one of against the Philistine, a giant. Um, and and being the underdog and and so forth. And we also know that during that time he he had some problems with the king, uh, Saul, and uh, the king wasn't particularly nice to him at times. But the king's own son Jonathan came to David's rescue and hid him, so that the king could not kill him or do whatever nasty thing he wanted to do to David. But, and so Jonathan was a friend of, became a friend of David's. And as we know that as history proceeded, David became what of the country? He became the king. That's exactly right. Now, if I understand history in those times, when a new king and a new line, a new family line, would take over, and and uh, David was not the son of Saul. He was an interloper in a sense. I guess we could use that word. It was very common for the king, the new king, to come in and eradicate all of the soldiers and so forth that had been defense, making the defense possible of the of the past king, and they would get rid of them because there was the fear that they would turn on the new king when there was a moment and, you know, perhaps kill some of his soldiers or do nasty kind of things that just sort of everybody that has their mind understands the kind of things that could have happened. Well, <clears throat> David evidently did some of that, took care of some of the enemy of the former kings. But then one day he asked uh, his staff, he said, do you know 
if there's anybody left in the kingdom that was a relative of Jonathan, my friend. Now, I remember Jonathan was the king's son. And does do we know of anything, anybody who is still around that was Jonathan related to Jonathan or so forth? Because I would like to do something kind. And there was a servant that was in the in the in the castle in the in the king's uh, purview, who came up and chatted with him very quietly, and he said, "I know of one person who is still around, but I'm sort of afraid to tell you because you know maybe David's going to kill him." And David says, "I really want to." repay the kindness that Jonathan did to me. And so this servant, whose name was Ziba, at least I pronounced it that way, Z-I-B-A, this servant Ziba said, Jonathan had a son. That son was lame from birth. Both of his feet were injured, so he has difficulty walking and being, uh, we don't know exactly all the details, but it was very clear that he was lame and had had trouble walking. David invited Ziba to bring this son of Jonathan's to him. And every time I think of this son, I think, good night. When he was a five-year-old having to learn how to spell his name, he would have had trouble because the son's name was Mephibosheth. Oh. It's hard to pronounce. Yeah let alone for some of us who aren't good spellers to spell it. But anyway, by this time, I suppose Mephibosheth was in his teens or somewhere in that neighborhood. He was, and he apparently was able to uh, to walk in a certain way. He hobbled in, but he obviously wasn't a strong, uh, sturdy fellow. But he came in. He was very respectful. And in fact, is he indicated that he was a bit afraid. And I could see where that would be true. Um, you don't know that David was, that his that Jonathan's dad, uh, that Mephibosheth's dad, Jonathan, was a friend of David. And you're just, you've heard stories that maybe David has killed, had some people killed. And, and now you've been invited to the king and he bows and, and he's a little nervous. And that's when Jonathan, when David shows kindness to Jonathan's son. And he said, don't be afraid. I want to take care of you. And because I need to return a kindness that your father showed me, I'm going to return all of the land that belonged to Saul, your grandfather, or Jonathan, your father. And that's going to be all of yours. You will get all of the benefits from that land, whatever crops are grown. And secondly, and this is sort of the interesting thing, from now on you can live here in Jerusalem in the castle or near the area, and you will eat all of your meals at the king's table. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that a, an interesting show of kindness? Amazing. And, Amazing. And, to, and to follow through to make sure that that was going to happen, Ziba, the servant who found or identified Mephibosheth, was a servant, and David said to him, 
you and your sons and your servants will all take care of Mephibosheth's farmland. You will raise the crops, you will sell them, and you will, that money, or that whatever revenue comes from that, will go to Mephibosheth to take care of him for life. So really, he not only was kind to Jonathan's son, but he was kind also to the servant that had worked and been a part of Jonathan's family. That's when kindness really extends well past what we would sort of expect. And then I think, I think about, you know, in a sense, that's the kind of kindness Jesus shared with us. He said, you know, my dad had some people down here, and we want to repay the kindness. We're going to take care of you. We're going to turn you into sons and daughters if we're followers of him. We're going to restore you. We're going to promise you a promised land when you die. In a way, it was a kind of kindness, somewhat like our crazy story about David and Mephibosheth. Amazing. Amazing story. I haven't heard this story in a long, long time. It's, uh, it's, in case some of our audience wanted to look it up, it's found in Second Samuel, the ninth chapter, the first 12 verses. Uh, there are other references to it, but that's, that's the best, um, most concise retelling it, if you could just sort of like to. But what a, the, the, one of the words that David said to Mephibosheth when he came in and was buying is, don't be afraid. And I think that's what we need to tell our family and our friends and those who are doing their best to be followers of the Lord is, don't be afraid. I'm going to take care of you. God is saying this. Just as David said, don't be afraid. I'm going to have people that are going to help you. You're going to eat at my table. You're going to not have to worry about a job and working. Wow. And, and then I am confident Mephibosheth returned many words of thanksgiving after that. Well, so much for today on this 25th day of June. What a wonderful of July. Uh, oh, it is July, isn't it? I just lost the month. It's okay, but what a, what a wonderful story wonderful uh, uh, biblical lesson to all of us and and again a modern version of it in short is be kind be kind to people and and uh, you know uh, it, it there's no harm in being kind kathy thank you very much you're welcome and to everyone thank you very much for tuning in each and every week and we hope you're enjoying ransom notes frank mckay signing off we'll see you next time on ransom notes You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio.